Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. This month, we are talking about how to finish strong, strategies for making the final weeks of school count. And last week, we kind of gave a preview of some of the different topics we're going to touch on in this series and the things that you want to focus on on the last week of school, the last weeks of school rather. But we also took a particular emphasis on what do you do if you feel like you just can't, if you are just out of gas and you don't know if you can finish? And we gave some biblical and scriptural encouragement that the bottom line was go to Jesus. He can be your strength. He can give you what you need when you don't think you can keep going. So if you missed that and you need some encouragement, I encourage you to go back and pick up that episode from last week. Today, we're going to talk about making a final impact on our students, and we're going to tackle this from two sides. First of all, the academic side, and then the relationship side. So first of all, academics. We only have a couple weeks left to teach our students everything that we want to or need to about our subject or subjects if you're in elementary. So we want to be intentional with the time that we have left. So this is the time right now, if you haven't done this yet or if you haven't been doing this throughout the year, to take a step back and evaluate where am I in my curriculum? Are we right on track? Are we? T- have I taught everything I wanted to to this point and I just have a little bit left and I'm, I have plenty of pace? I'm right on pace. Am I way behind and I've got whole chapters or whole standards I haven't even started yet? Um, or do I happen to be ahead? That's a rare problem, but it does happen sometimes. Where am I? And in particular, if you're right on, on pace, you're good to go. You You're great. But I'm willing to bet there's a lot of you out there that are saying, yeah, I'm behind. Maybe you know exactly how far behind, maybe you don't. But in either case, if you're behind, my advice to you is don't just keep doing the next lesson and say, ah, we'll just finish wherever we finish. You only have so much time left, whether it's a couple weeks or a month or whatever the case. So this is the perfect time to step back and say, what are the chapters or the standards or whatever your curriculum looks like? What are all the things that I you know, in a perfect world would have taught this year? And then ask yourself, of all the things that we haven't gotten to yet, but I would have liked to have taught, which are most important? And say, and schedule those things for the last few weeks of the school year, okay? So in other words, instead of, let's just use chapters. Let's say you've got 12 chapters in your book and you're on chapter nine and you say, well, I think, you know, we could, I guess I could start chapter 10 and just get halfway through chapter 10 and that's where we are. Rather than that, say, okay, I'm gonna look at chapter, the rest of chapter nine, 10, 11, 12, and I'm gonna strategically ask myself, Either which chapter is most important, okay, I'm going to skip to chapter 12 and do chapter 12. Or I might say, okay, I'm going to pick the most important concepts in each chapter, 
and just teach a lesson or two from each chapter and combine them together, and that's how we're going to finish. I can't tell you what makes the most sense because it's so specific to your students and your curriculum and exactly what you're doing, but I want to encourage you to do that. Don't just keep plodding on because the next lessons might not be the most important ones. You're going to do your your students a better service if you ask yourself, which ones are most important, and then teach them the most important ones. I mean, that's common sense, right? The ones most important ones are the ones you most want to teach, right? So I really want to encourage you to do that. Simple, but really, really powerful and worth it. I will say one quick word to those of you that are on track to finish a little bit early. We're going to talk more about this next week. But if you do happen to be on track to finish early, I know this is a rare problem, but I do want to encourage you to be careful because I had this happen to me one year where I we were on track to finish early. And so I said, great, we're going to finish early and kind of have just some fun review days. But if you say we're done, even just a couple days before the end of the school year, students totally check out. And it's tricky to keep things under control. So I'm not necessarily telling you to spread things out, but if you are anticipating being done early, I would start talking to your students now about how we're going to do this really cool project or activity after we finish, you know, the curriculum and, you know, kind of start building some buzz for that so they don't think so that so rather than thinking, "Oh, we're done with the book. Oh, we're done." You know, I'm just just going to show up and we're not going to do anything and then be annoyed when you do something. Instead, they'll kind of be looking forward to, "Oh, we're going to do this interesting thing when we're done." It's just sets it sets the tone so much better. Now, I don't want to take too much time with this, but I want to give you guys real quick a few ideas for end of year projects, whether you are finishing early, which once again, I know is pretty rare, or if you just say, I really wanted to do something valuable at the end of the school year. You know, I picked and choose my most important topics, and I think it would be really valuable to finish up with some type of capstone project or activity. Here's a few different things um, that can work really well. So first of all, this is kind of obvious, but you could do some type of project-based learning related to the specific topic you've been studying, okay? So in other words, I can't tell you what this project is because it's specific to whatever you're teaching. So you would say, what have we been learning about lately? What project can we do in relationship to those? I think that's a great way to end school year, particularly though if you make sure that the project is something that's valuable and gonna provide valuable learning and something they'll remember and help them better understand this topic. Another thing you can do that's pretty universal is asking students to make a video about something they've learned. Even elementary students can totally do this if you have any type of device um, that they have access to. So ask, and then in high school, this this could be from very simple, you know, 20-minute activity, make a video, it's just kind of face to camera, to very elaborate, you know, weeks-long activity where they're, you know, making models or cuts and editing in high school or whatever you want to have them do. So that can be such a versatile project. Like I said, it can be simple. It can be complex doing some type of video about what they've learned. Here's a fun project that's kind of summer related, but can really tie in a lot of subjects. And that's having students research and plan a vacation. So you can do this from a lot of different angles. And depending on what subject you teach, you can approach this from different angles. You can be about budgeting for math. It can be about locations for geography. It can be about history. It can be uh, require them to visit certain historical locations and report on the history of that. There's so many fun things you can do with that. 
Another idea is to have them, this is less academic related and more just kind of a good end of year activity, is have them write a letter to next year's class with tips about um, how to do well in this class. That's a good way for them to reflect on what they've learned and how they've grown as a student, um, even if it's not specifically like academic related. All right, and I've got more ideas for you coming in the next section about activities that are more relationship-based versus academic-based, so stay tuned for more end-of-year project ideas here in just a minute. I'm also going to be linking in the blog post for this series, I'm also going to be linking to a um, blog post that I ran across on We Are Teachers that had all kinds of great end-of-year assignment ideas. So if you are looking for some ideas for the end of the year, that last week of school, um, check it out. Um, the blog post for this whole series is teachfortheheart.com slash finish, teachfortheheart.com slash finish, and you'll find the link to that there. So the bottom line academically is just be intentional with these last weeks. If you had a lot more you wanted to get to than you had time for, step back and say what matters most and do that. If you want to do some type of end of the year project or activity or switch things up for that last week, or if you finished, you know, if you're going to finish a chapter early, you don't want to go into the next one, then come up with some projects that are valuable. And once again, you can check that blog post for more ideas. All right, the other side we want to talk about today is relationships. God has put you in this classroom with these students, and you only have a few weeks left with them. Now, that make, might make you want to shout for joy. It might make you want to cry. But in either case, it's true. After this, that's it. Um, even if you have some of these students again in future years, you'll probably never have this group exactly the way it is right now. And there'll be certain students that you never teach again. So this is your God-given opportunity, your final moments with these students to make a difference. And the reality is that you have built up relationship capital over the year. In other words, you've invested hours and hours and hours of time with these students. So you are in a better position now than you were in September or October. Hopefully, if you've been investing and in showing these students you care, you've built up that relationship capital. So, so cash it in now while you can, right? Use these last moments as much as you can. Now, you might be saying, okay, how do I do that? Well, I do have a few like specific ideas in a minute about things that you could do intentionally and say, I'm gonna do these activities. But honestly, the biggest thing I would say is just to keep your eyes open for opportunities and take them. Just kind of a recommitting to, hopefully you're doing that all the time, praying for opportunities to help your students and, and taking them when you can. But just having a realization in your mind, I'm my time is almost up. I want to pay extra attention and I want to really look for opportunities to speak into their lives, whether it's one-on-one -on -one with a particular student or with the entire class or in small groups, whatever it looks like. So keep your eyes open for opportunities to speak truth and say something that you know will be helpful to them. Keep your eyes open for opportunities to encourage them and to motivate them and inspire them. Uh, whether it's something you see specifically in a student or or in a whole group setting, just look for those opportunities. And if you're kind of debating one, go for it because 
the time truly is running out. So that is that is my biggest encouragement to you is just have your radar up, be praying for opportunities to make a difference and be looking for them. And don't judge their success on, you know, with a student's response or whether there was this amazing moment. You never know something that you say, how it might plant that seed in a student's heart and that seed could grow and God could really use that. So don't necessarily be looking for these amazing, like beautiful moments. Just look for things that you can say seeds you can drop, water you can pour into their lives um, to encourage them, inspire them, and hopefully God can use some of that in their lives. Now, I did say, though, that I would give you a few specific ideas. So these are a few ideas of things that either you can do or the whole class could do at the end of the year. Please do not feel, I talked about last week, if you're barely making it, don't feel pressure to take on Definitely don't feel pressure to take on all these ideas, um, but don't feel any pressure to take on any of these, but just listen and see if one of them doesn't stand out to you as something that you might want to do or God might be leading you to do in your class. So just a few ideas to take or leave. Um, first one, and I remember my sixth grade teacher did, did this, and it was really impactful for me for years to come. Um, you can do an activity where every student gives a compliment to a classmate. Uh, so the way my teacher did it is she gave us a sheet of paper with every student's name on it, and we had to write something we admire or just something good about every student in the class. And then she assembled that and um, gave each of us a list of what other people had said. I One person, one teacher that did something similar um, said she made a word cloud out of it. So a lot of ways you can do this, but having collecting those compliments, that positive feedback from the classmates is really a pick-me-up for students. Another idea, this is a little bit more labor-intensive, but might make sense if you're an elementary teacher with not 100 students, is to mail each student a postcard. That can be such a nice thing to do um, at the end of the school year if you kind of have a little bit of time to write them now, and you can mail them either at either now in these last final weeks or right as the school year ends. Here's something I would really encourage you to do. Gather student feedback. This is particularly uh, more relevant if you're teaching middle school, high school, maybe upper elementary. And that is giving your students a survey, whether it's handwritten, they do it in class, or it's a Google sur- you know, Google form they fill out online, and asking for their honest feedback about your class, asking for what they liked, what they didn't, what they wish would have been different. That can be really hard. That can feel vulnerable to put yourself out there and then to read their comments. You got to read them with a grain of salt. But this is so valuable I think there's there's many reasons this is valuable, but I'll just list two. One is it gives you great feedback, okay? If you're willing to just put on a little bit of thick skin to read through these, you'll notice some trends and you'll get some great ideas and you'll, you'll notice some problem spots that you might want to work on. So it's so valuable just to improve our own teaching. But it's also great because it makes your students feel heard. Giving them the opportunity, it, it says, I care about your experience that you had in my class this year and I want your feedback and I want to keep improving. And that that means something to the students. It's a really great way um, to connect with them and, and just, just to leave them feeling valued at the end of the year. This is a fun idea you can do with the class is having students share their one of their favorite memories of the year. And one way you could do this is with a tool like Flipgrid. 
Um, so if you're not familiar with Flipgrid, it's a tool where students can record short videos and then they're, they, you can um, see them, then back them. And there's all kinds of, honestly, like montage softwares out there that you can use too, or you can just do old school and have them all write them down and then just share them with the class. There's so many ways you can do this from high tech to low tech to no tech. Um, but just having students share memories. And if you do that, make sure you share your memories with the class too. That'll be really a nice thing to do. And then here's just the final idea is having everyone write, all of your students, write a thank you note to someone. So it could be to the school staff, could be to another teacher, could be to their parents, a fellow classmate. Um, and then if you're having the students write thank you notes and giving them to someone, you can write a thank you note to your class and read it to them. So it's kind of a nice way of intentionally um, speaking those encouraging words um, over your students. So these are just a few ideas. There are so many ideas out there. Um, but if one of these resonated with you, I'd encourage you to try it out. Or if one of these ideas sparked another idea, go go with that. Um, as well. So I hope this has been helpful. Once again, my main things academically is step back, say what is most important and be intentional with these last few weeks. And then relationships, same thing. Just have your radar up, have in the front of your mind, I only have a few weeks left or a few days left as it gets closer and look for those opportunities and seize them when you can. Let's take a moment, though, and pray and invite God into this and ask for his help. Father, thank you that you are always with us. We pray your help and your wisdom for every teacher here. Teacher, take a moment and pray for opportunities to impact your students and make a difference in their lives in these last few weeks. Take a moment and pray for one or two students by name. Whatever students God puts on your heart, pray for them by name um, and ask that God will help you be a blessing to them in these final weeks. We thank you, Father, that you know each one of us. You know every teacher, you know every student in every single classroom. We ask that you will be in these final weeks. Use us to make a difference and be working in ways that we we see and ways we don't see. Please give each teacher the courage and the strength and the stamina they need for these final weeks and help us each to make an impact in the way you would have us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for being here for this episode. Once again, all of the notes um, from this episode and any links we mentioned, you can find at teachfortheheart.com slash finish. That's teachfortheheart.com slash finish. And if you've been enjoying this series, I hope that you'll share it with a fellow teacher. You can send them to that episode, teachfortheheart.com slash finish, or you can invite them to listen to the Teach for the Heart podcast wherever they like to listen to podcasts. And speaking of where you like to listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet reviewed the Teach for the Heart podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you like to listen, I would strongly encourage you to do that. That is a huge help to us, helps more people find the show. And if you're listening to this right now online, we would love to invite you to subscribe either in Apple Podcasts or in Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you'll automatically receive the new episodes when we release them. 
And we will be back next week with an episode about closing up our classrooms in an organized way. So we're going to be talking about um, tips for closing your classroom and making that easy and not chaotic. And then also ways that you can organize now so that when you come back in the in August or September next year, things are set and organized and a lot easier for you. So I hope that you'll join us again next week. In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.